0: On this week's episode of Life & Lessons I talk about work, getting busy, about selling my car and I answer a question about what advice I would give to a younger version of myself. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 91 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Hello, the cough is gone. If you've listened recently, you will know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you won't have a clue. Uh, But yeah, basically, the good news to begin with in this episode is that I should be able to get through all of this without having to stop and pause and cough and edit and cut bits out uh, because this podcast over the past six weeks or so with the cough has been a massive challenge. Uh, But it looks like the doctor who diagnosed it was bang on. It looks like the medication that she prescribed was bang on. Uh, And other than a couple of random coughing fits here and there, uh, the cough's gone, which is good news and I'm happy. Um, It's probably going to be a quick episode, mainly because not a lot has happened, but I thought I would just give you a little bit of an update as to what's been going on in the last week. And then I want to go back to answer one of those questions that... I didn't have time to answer on last week's episode, but that I really want to dive into because it's a really good question. Uh but before then, I'm here back in Corby. I drove from Wales to Corby on Monday. And then to be honest, all this week, I've really just been working. If you were listening this time last year, or if you know anything about the business that we're in and the kinds of clients that we work with at Pata you will know that this time of the year gets really busy for us and so from now until basically mid to late December work is very full-on and so I purposely try not to plan all that much around this time of year um, other than like I say like mid to late December things kind of ease off but until then it's just going to be busy it's just going to be a lot of work um, and because of that actually I've been trying really hard. Uh, I've said this before many times on this podcast, but I'm really going for it this time. I've been trying really hard to try and be a bit more of a morning person. And the reason for that is I just need to invent more hours in the day. And there's some sort of switch that goes off in my mind at like seven or 8 p.m. where I hit a wall, no matter what time I woke up at, no matter how long I've been working for, when it gets to like eight o'clock at night, I'm just ready to switch off. Like that doesn't mean I go to bed at eight probably go to bed at maybe midnight normally but after eight I'm like fuck it I'm done working like anything that was urgent today I've had enough time to deal with it anything which isn't urgent I'm not gonna sit up and work all night so I'm going to stop working but that means that hitting that wall kind of creates a an off switch a limit of the day So for me to invent more working hours to try and get more done, to try and not only um, manage the servicing of our clients, but also work on the business as well, push forward these things that we're building and try and really get ready for a strong 2022, um, it just means that I want, I need more hours. And so where I've been trying to invent those hours uh, starting this week with varying levels of success is... In the morning, So I've been trying to get up at 6. I'll be honest with you, some days I have managed to get up at 6. One of the days I got up at 7 um, and then today I think I just needed a bit of a lie in because I woke up, I turned my alarm off and I woke back up at 8. But to be honest, if you know me, you know that even waking up at 8 is fairly good. Um, means I was working by like half 8 so it's all good. But yeah, that's basically where I'm at. Um, lots of work trying to get more done. Uh, trying to not fall into the trap of just being busy delivering work at this time of year, but also building the business, making sure that we're ready for next year to go again. And so as such, it's going to be busy. Uh, I'm not going to be doing anything all that exciting. and I'm trying to wake up earlier. Uh, Something else new in the business, there's been a couple of setbacks uh, to the new part of the business that you would have heard me speak about quite a lot recently Uh, So I think between those setbacks they're nothing major per se they're just things that we need to uh, go back to the drawing board on alongside this busy period that we're just entering now. I think it means that we're likely not to launch that new part of the business until early next year which is fine to be honest because the thing that we're building revolves very much around uh, marketing plans and launching it in the middle of Q4 when everybody's going to be midway through. They're already actioned. Uh, Like Christmas marketing plan just doesn't make any sense anyway. So it might be a little while until I talk about that again, but just know that it is still being built in the background and that probably early next year uh, you'll hear about it again. But look, these things take time. uh, And if there's a lesson that I learned in my younger years in business, it is to build the thing and then talk about it. And it is to not rush and it is to not kind of be all public and out there with things that aren't quite ready or that might not happen because that's how you end up looking like a bit of a clown. And I fell into that trap many times uh, in the Magnate days particularly. And so right now, um, my priority, our priority is just to make this thing very good, make it ready, and then we will launch it when we launch it. Um, booked a meeting in the Netherlands for a couple of weeks time, which will be cool. That will be uh, personally my first business trip with Pata abroad. I say mine because Richard was lucky enough to go to Vegas a couple of years ago. I mean, I'd rather go to Vegas than the Netherlands. I think it sounds a bit more exciting. But nonetheless, that'll be fun. That'll be the first flight I've been on since uh September last year I had to think that because I was going to say the first flight before since before Covid but that's not actually true because me and Chloe managed to sneak away to Poland this time last year in the middle of the two massive lockdowns like one either side of us back when things were kind of normal towards the end of last year so um, yeah first flight in a year business trip away and also it's been a long time since I've been to the Netherlands I went there a few times back in like 2004 13, 2014. Um but yeah, it would just be interesting to see the city. We've booked a few days out there and the meeting is only on one of the days, so we've got a day side to just kind of do whatever. Um staying near Schiphol Airport, so probably gonna head into Amsterdam and just see what's what. Um what else is new? I agreed to sell my car this week, which is news, I guess. So I'm gonna be dropping that off tomorrow, handing over the keys and then not having a car for a few weeks. So you may know, I'm not sure I've spoken about this before, but basically once I've had my license for one year, rather than having like a three-year-old used car, for which I'm liable if it goes wrong or if it breaks or anything like that, I'm going to move into a Kazoo subscription car in a couple of weeks' time, um, probably when I'm back for the Netherlands. And so for the last few weeks, I've been looking at what price I could get if I sold my car. And obviously I've been looking at the usual suspects, places like We Buy Any Car and all of the variants of that business online because it seems that every uh, motor group has a name similar to that now, like We Pay More For Any Car or We Buy Your Car and all these fucking random sites. Um, and the the prices have been fairly up and down, um, but they've been nothing special. I popped into a local garage on... Uh, Monday funnily enough the place where I did my work experience 10 years earlier so it was weird being back there because it was like I literally hadn't been in that building in I think 10 years and two months and yet it felt so familiar like I was there yesterday I had a chat with the owner of that garage um, and he gave me a price which was fair it was a price that was more than I paid for it Um, but I had had a quote online from Evans Halshaw uh, and they quoted me almost two thousand pounds higher than anybody else. And so I thought this this can't be right. Surely they're not going to pay that much money for this car. Like I know what I paid for it. And the number that they gave me was way higher than I paid for it. And I'd put 3000 miles on the clock since then. and I'd had it for three and a half months since then. um, But I thought I'd give it a go because I know what the used car market is like right now. I know that there's a massive broken supply and demand dynamic, meaning that used cars cost a fortune. Uh, so I took it in to Evans Howshaw. Sure. Uh, it took a little while, but the lady who did the appraisal was really fair. She walked around the car with me. She pointed out anything that she thought might be like a scratch or a little dint. Um, and then she gave me the chance to see if I could get rid of it before she marked it down because I have a black car. When I got it from Cinch, they left lots of white polish on it. I haven't been bothered to get rid of that. And so lots of things that looked like scratches were actually just very thin hairlines of polish that was kind of stuck to the paintwork. So we managed to get rid of most of that. Um, And then it was a waiting game. So she had to go to her manager who would then submit the details of the car alongside the quote that they gave to uh, their head office buying team. Um... And I don't know why I was so nervous because it's not like it meant anything. I wasn't going to lose money on the car, but sitting in that car dealership, just on my own, nobody around waiting for about 20 minutes, I was thinking, fuck, I hope that those scratches haven't pushed the price down massively because it would just be annoying, right? If I thought that I could get X amount and I couldn't, but she came back and I think that they knocked off, um, 160 pounds. For about six tiny scratches because of course they need to repair the car to a saleable standard they'll either keep it within their group or they'll take it to auction I don't know but uh, they basically give you the cost price of what that'll cost and so that means that even with the deductions that they made they're still going to give me almost £2,000 more than I paid for it 3,000 miles and three and a half months later So that's what I'm going to do. I had to wait for the second key to arrive back from Wales because this was all very spur of the moment, didn't actually plan to sell it for sure this week. So I've got the second key now. I've got everything I need to sell the car. And tomorrow morning, probably by time you're listening to this, if you listen on a Friday, I will be in the car on my last little journey in it uh, to drop it off, to hand over the keys, to sign the paperwork, and then they'll make the payment. And that means that I will be carless for a couple of weeks, which I mean, this is funny from like a hedonic treadmill point of view, I guess, or like how we become comfortable with things uh, that we would have once been fine without because I literally went over 24 years of life without a car. Like I didn't drive until this time last year. And yet suddenly now the thought of two weeks without a car the thought of on Sunday having to get a train to Wales and then the next Sunday a train back and then the Monday after that a train and a tube at 6am to Heathrow. Like, that feels like a massive hassle thinking about it right now. But I'll live. Like, it's not a problem, obviously. It's going to be a couple of trains. And then, all being well, I will be able to get the Kazoo subscription car um, in a couple of weeks' time once my licence is... Exactly one year old, and then when I get back from the Netherlands, I should have a nice new car waiting for me. Um, and yeah, there we go, that's the story of the car. So, hopefully, all goes well tomorrow, and I will be living the carless life for a little while until I get the new one. Um, and then the last thing I want to answer this question, right? So, you might remember a few weeks ago, I did a story. Saying that I was going to struggle to do a podcast that night, and so I wanted you to make my life easy by giving me some questions to answer because I didn't really want to sit around and think about what to talk about. I have those days every now and then um, and so a few of you submitted questions. I answered one from Will last week, but there are still a couple that I want to answer. I don't want to make these podcasts just me answering loads and loads of questions, so I thought I may as well split them over a few episodes. And so this is the other one that I was really keen to answer from Kevin. Uh, and Kevin asked this, he said, what advice would you give to your younger self? And then he gives me two versions of myself that I need to give advice to, right? So Sean from five years ago and Sean from one year ago. And I think the reason I like this question so much in the way that it's posed is it really made me think because when somebody says, what advice would you give to your younger self? Which, let's be honest, is a fairly generic question just on its own. It's really easy to default back to thinking about a like a really past version of myself, like five or 10 or even 15 years ago. Like when I was in school and wasn't sure whether running a business was a real job or when I was just getting started and didn't actually know anything about business. But by specifying these two really specific timeframes, the reason I like this question so much is because I almost need to look in the mirror at a quite recent version of myself. Like a year isn't a long time. You can go back and listen to podcasts of me talking a year ago. And so it's kind of uncomfortable and also I guess liberating because we all grow so much in a year, but kind of uncomfortable to have to give advice to such a recent recent version of myself. So I'm excited. But let's start with five years, right? What advice would I give to... A version of me who is five years younger Um, and the words I've written down for this I'm sure I'll expand but are that those things you want to happen will only happen if you take action and for every day you don't take action you'll move further from the person you could one day be and what I mean by that is that when I think about my kind of late teens early 20s although I had loads of fun Although, like I spoke about in a few episodes, a few episodes ago, um, I often feel like I don't give myself enough credit during that period because although I wasn't super productive and super ambitious and all of these things, I was still doing interesting things, right? You know, I was still running a magazine in London. I was still signing big advertisers. I was still getting interviews with the likes of Boris Johnson and Richard Branson. Like for a 20 year old, I was doing well. But there was a lot of, I guess, distraction and it's the word hedonism, like just kind of living for the day, I guess, as every 20 year old does. Um, But along with that came a lack of focus to apply to the ambition that I had, a lack of focus to apply to um, the good work that I had so far done. And I think the problem with that is that I knew that I wanted to do something, right? I knew that I wanted to build a business. I knew that I wanted to better myself, to take action, to become the person that I could one day be in all of these things. But the problem is, for a really long period of time, probably until about three years ago, to be honest, I just kind of didn't take action. Like, those ideas had been in my head for years. The want to do better had been in my head for years and I can't tell you why on reflection, but I just did nothing about it. Whether it was because of uh, an insecurity, because to try and do all of these things that I want to do makes you seem a bit different or weird, whether it was a lack of confidence because to take a step left when everyone's going right, especially at that age when everyone's going through uni and getting a degree and getting their graduate job and ticking all of the boxes that everybody says is what you should do. I think I found it a challenge to just actually take action because this is the thing, right? If you don't take action, nobody can ever say you failed. Nobody can ever say that you're not doing well because your comeback is, oh, I just haven't started yet. Oh, I'll be doing that soon. Oh, that's, that's on the radar. Like, I'll definitely be doing that. But the second you take action, the second you begin, it's then black and white. You're either doing the thing or you're not. And I think I was scared to begin doing the thing because I didn't quite feel that I was ready or qualified or good enough or whatever it was. And yet, of course, as I'm sure you know, the irony is you only become ready. You only become qualified. You only become good enough by taking action. And I probably made that decision Maybe three and a half years ago. Uh, And, you know, some days, some weeks, I am better at being focused and taking action than others. But even now, like it's still just a massive journey. If I look back five years ago and really reflect on the differences in my life between now and then, like things have come on massively. But from a day to day point of view, I've never detected that change. Like there's never been a day when I've woken up and thought, right, things are different. And so it's easy to believe that nothing has changed. But looking back on me five years ago to answer this question, I think the biggest thing is that back then I didn't have the confidence to just go and do things. And everything stands on the other side of doing things, right? Everything stands on the other side of action ideas are great ideas make you feel motivated for a little while they make you feel good about yourself They make you feel like you're onto something but they don't mean anything your ambition doesn't mean anything if you're not willing to take action and if you don't then you'll go nowhere and you'll be the same person in 10 years time that you are today and so i think that's the advice i'd give to me five years ago me one year ago might be a bit more interesting um or at least it might be for me. I don't know about you, but this was a more interesting one to reflect on because like I say, it feels so recent. But I think what I'd say is to a version of me one year ago, I would say focus in, these are the words I've written, focus in now isn't the time to relax. There's so much more to be done and it's time to use everything you so far learned to move on to the next stage of life. And so what I mean by this is, I think I spoke about this around this time of year, last year, actually, the idea that things were more comfortable then than they were, say, two years earlier from like uh, or just everything in life, really, like things were a bit more settled. The business was a bit stronger. My finances were a bit more orderly. Um, even things like not drinking just meant that my life was kind of a bit more structured and I knew who I was and everything was okay everything was good right but when things are good it's really easy to take your foot off the pedal to kind of slow down to relax to take your eye off the ball and to almost just sit still and I'm not saying that you need to be pushing and moving forward and striving every day but what I am saying is that that feeling of comfort Will very quickly rob you of the desire and the ambition that got you to the point where you currently are. And I'm not saying that I was massively guilty of this, but this time last year, for example, when, as we are this year, we were busy delivering for clients because this is our busiest period of year, I would be busy doing just that, right? I would either be doing work or managing work. And then when that was done, I'd be like, cool, okay. Now I'm going to chill. Now I'm going to go to this place. Now I'm going to go to this gig. Now I'm going to go to fucking Poland. And all of that stuff's good. But I was lacking in between all of that. The focus to actually move things forward. Because things were kind of comfortable. I'd almost lost the desire to push further. Um, And you may, if you were to go back. Or even if you remember the difference between episodes in say, I don't know, November-ish last year. Compared to episodes in maybe february or march this year like you can literally hear the difference because in one set i'm like yeah the business is okay and in the other set i'm like these are the things we're going to fucking do and this is what we're building and you know this like it was just a case that i think for a few months around this time last year I i was too comfortable i was happy with where i was at and so i didn't have the incentives to try and push forward and i don't even mean financially like money's all well and good but I think we all collectively get a sense of meaning from the work we do. Like it feels good to do good work, right? It feels good to build something. It feels good to be able to step back and look at something after years of work and be like, shit, we built that thing. Um, And I'd kind of got to that point last year where I was like, okay, cool. Like we built that, that's okay. Um, And then I think a lot of what changed my uh, feeling and helped me learn this lesson Uh, Was just conversations, even the handful of conversations that I had with guests on this podcast before I got shit at booking them. Uh, But just speaking to people who are ahead of where I am, whether that is financially or the size of their business or their headcount or their revenue or uh, their notability or their knowledge or anything, right? Just I was aiming to speak to people better than me. And that's still the plan with this podcast when I do get around to guests, but that's another story. Um, And just having those conversations and realising that every single person that I spoke to, that I look up to, that I admire, is literally on the same journey. Everybody who wants to do anything is on the exact same journey. Just some are a bit further ahead than you, some are a bit further behind than you. But we all go through the same struggles. We all have those days when we wake up and we think, yeah, you know what, don't really want to work today because I'm comfortable. We all have those days where we wake up and we think I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. We all have situations which feel huge, like they're going to crush us. And so realizing all of that and then seeing that the people I was speaking to who go through all of those identical feelings could still continue through nothing but consistency to actually just build something fucking massive that they can be really proud of I think that was almost what flicked the switch for me to switch back on after a few months of being a little bit switched off. And so that is the advice I would give to the version of me this time last year to just focus like now isn't the time to relax. And, you know, applying all of this stuff that I've learned so far, not just hoarding it, not just having knowledge for the sake of having knowledge, but actually applying it and trusting myself that we can go further, that we can do more is I think what I would need to have heard this time last year. Uh, Thank you for that question, by the way, Kevin. And thank you for being here for basically every episode. There is a very small club of people who have been here since episode one. Um, And I know that I say at the end of every episode that I appreciate those who listen. Of course I do. Um, But as we get near to episode number 100, um, I just really appreciate the fact that There's a handful of people who have literally every week made time to listen to me ramble and think out loud. I don't even look at the analytics of this podcast anymore. I couldn't tell you how many people listen. I literally don't know. I literally don't care. I've said this before, but I would do this if nobody listened. But just to know that there are that group of people who have listened for so long... And so I guess they get to appreciate the the wider context of things I'm talking about. It's just nice to know. So I appreciate it. Um, But even if you haven't been listening for all that long, thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 92 of Life and Lessons. See you then.